Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. This episode of Mitchell Levy Presents focuses on one of our amazing authors who has written a book, 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders. And Eddie Turner is just a spectacular person. I mean, as a, as a human being, as a coach, as a consultant, he is the type of guy that you want to get to know, want to be around, want to listen to. So listen to him reading his ha-ha book. Listen to him focusing on what does it take, some lessons learned, what do you need to do to be an amazing emerging leader. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. Bye now. This is the front matter of 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders. Anyone embarking on a new leadership opportunity is an emerging leader. Contact Eddie Turner Jr., via email at eddie at eddieturnerllc.com. Mention Emerging Leaders in the email subject line to receive a free 20-minute no-obligation consultation. Acknowledgements. I am incredibly grateful to my amazing wife, Ashley Turner, who is my best friend and confidant. Her love and encouragement helped me to accomplish my goals and thrive. I am appreciative of my father for teaching me discipline and independence. I want to acknowledge my sister, Monica Turner, a woman who has always been precocious and shown tremendous leadership. Thank you to my numerous uncles, aunts, cousins, and my brother, Brian Turner. All of you have played a role in my success through your examples and support. To my nephew, Braylon Burns, an emerging leader, I hope these short messages guide you to become the best leader you can be. Special thanks to Sylvie DiGiusto, Phil Jones, Mitchell Levy, Anna Liotta, Jenna Lee Manley. Kathy Joe McGee, J.R. Phillips, Dr. Laura Sokola, Greg Williams, and Carl Winchester for your insights and inspiration through this process. There are many people who form the core building blocks of my life and spirituality from an early age. You taught me a way of life and truth that made me who I am. I may not see you as often anymore, but your examples of leadership and the life lessons you taught me as an emerging leader are indelibly etched in my mind and heart. There are countless mentors, professors, teachers, friends, and colleagues to whom I owe a debt of gratitude for helping craft my view of leadership. Some of these people 
I have known all my life. Others, I've only come to know the last couple of years. I dare not start a list for fear of leaving someone out. I have tremendous love and appreciation for you all. I must say a special thank you to the members of the National Speakers Association. The National Speakers Association has had the biggest impact on me as a professional and is the reason writing a book became a goal for me. I have learned so much about entrepreneurship, marketing, speaking, and running a business from this incredible organization. I am also deeply appreciative for the Association for Talent Development. In the Association for Talent Development, I have had a chance to develop and grow as a leader. I have had the chance to work with chapters around the country and speak and teach internationally. I value my membership and relationships in the ATD community. Thank you to my fellow board members at the International Institute for Facilitation. I value the role you have allowed me to serve in on the board as we spread the power of facilitation across the globe. Dedication. This book is dedicated to my mother, Barbara Turner. I owe my mother the world. She is my rock and has always been there for me and supported me no matter what. There is truly nothing like a mother's love. And Barbara Turner is the epitome of all that a loving mother should be. Contents. Introduction. Section 1. Leadership begins in youth. Section 2. Early career leadership. Section 3. Leadership development of self. Section 4. Leadership development of others. Section 5. Living as a leader. Conclusion. Appendix A. What is an emerging leader? Appendix B. What coaching is and why it matters for emerging leaders? About the author. Introduction. When I decided to complete my undergraduate degree as an adult, I was in my early 30s. I matriculated at Northwestern University to formally study leadership and organization behavior. Having already worked for Quaker Oats, now Pepsi, Xerox, and General Electric, Corporations Forbes magazine calls the most admired companies. I thought I had already understood leadership. I had seen the best of the best leading the world's best. At Northwestern University, I learned more about leadership than I ever imagined. I was immersed in a level of empirical research and academic rigor I had not anticipated. I was introduced to new leadership theories and the latest scholarly research available at the time. With this new knowledge, I began to look at what I thought I knew about leadership through a different lens. I began to analyze leadership successes and failures in my own life 
and those around me. I worked hard to learn from those lessons and I recalibrated my own leadership style. After leaving Northwestern University, I continued to grow and develop as a leader. I have gained a level of expertise in the exercise of leadership and the development of leadership capacity in oneself and others. I am now an international certified coach and an emotional intelligence practitioner. I have also completed the Art and Practice of Leadership Development Executive Education Program at the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. Leadership is one of the world's oldest professions. There are countless resources for one to learn about leadership and do in-depth study. In this book, my goal is not to provide a scholarly tome, but rather to provide emerging leaders short messages for guidance and success. I do this through 140 short messages that have helped me navigate life. Why am I providing 140 messages? Some have asked. Why not use traditional numbers like 5, 10, or 100? We are living at a time when Twitter and its 140 character limitation now 280, is being used by leaders in all areas of life and at all levels of organizations. Some leaders are exemplary in their use of Twitter and others less so. My goal is to leverage the zeitgeist we are living in to show how by using the limited characters allowed by Twitter, Leaders can communicate strong messages that make a positive impact on people's lives. For that reason, this actionable leadership journal contains 140 Twitter-length, easy-to-share messages written as a guide for emerging leaders on living, learning, and developing themselves and others on their journey to success. Additionally, I have become convinced of the power of well-crafted short messages for another reason. I was a Forbes contributor for a year. As a member of the Forbes Coaches Council during that year, I contributed to 30 question and answer columns. The answers to the Q&As I submitted to Forbes were required to be 400 characters or fewer. This is slightly longer than Twitter's new 280 character limit. Some of the columns I appeared in were read by as few as 2,000 people. The most popular columns I contributed to were read by more than 30,000 people. This clearly shows that people found value in our succinct messages and shared them with others. Hence, I believe there is value in the messages contained in this book designed to be an actionable leadership journal. As I sat down and began to write, it was enlightening to me to see just how many stories, phrases, and quotes I use in my coaching practice, professional speeches, and in simple everyday conversations that have become part of me, but originated with people in my life. From my perspective, this shows the impact of these messages. 
I share these simple messages as a guide for emerging leaders on their journey to success, as well as for those emerging leaders who have already achieved success, but refuse to get complacent and therefore continue looking for new ways to emerge as a leader. 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders, written and narrated by Eddie Turner Jr. You can read and share the AHA messages in this book on social media by going to ahapub slash emerging leaders. Copyright 2018 by Eddie Turner Jr. This book is published into an AHA book on the AHA That platform and distributed worldwide in ebook, paperback, and hardcover versions by Think AHA. Section 1. Leadership Begins in Youth. Children are great imitators. They learn how to talk, not by reading books or sitting in a training course, but by watching their parents and family members. Similar to learning a language and speaking their first words, life's earliest lessons are learned by children from their parents. Later, other adult influences play a role in how young people define and begin to express leadership. As you read this section, consider your own leadership lessons. Who are your first role models and leadership influences? How have they changed over time? How have they stayed the same? Leadership lessons and experience begin in youth. Experienced leaders should never underestimate the power they can have on an emerging leader's life by teaching and modeling leadership lessons for them at an early age and by taking specific actions to develop their leadership capacity. One, please read and share these 140 simple messages to guide emerging leaders. aha.pub slash emerging leaders. Two, this book of simple messages is a guide for emerging leaders on their journey to success. These messages have worked for me, and I believe they can work for you. Three, I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Eddie Turner. Four, you're either born a leader or not. This is what many people have been taught. The reality is far different. I believe everyone has the capacity to be a leader. Five, some people are natural born leaders. Was it nature or nurtured? This is the subject of much research. Leadership is an art and a skill, and it can be learned. Six. My dad always taught me to be a leader, not a follower. Many years later, I learned a leader can, in fact, be both. Seven. My mother played the first role in my leadership development. She read to me every night as a child because she believed 
Readers become leaders. What are you reading? Eight. My dad taught me to always be twice as good as my competition. He said it was never acceptable to be good enough or just as good. Nine. My uncles and aunts had strong work ethics. They learned the value of hard work from my grandparents and reinforced those messages in the next generation of our family. They always said, work hard. Don't take it easy. Hard work pays off. 10. Nothing will work unless you do. Maya Angelou. 11. My father and uncles were the first people to teach me the importance of visual leadership. They taught me the importance of a good suit and shine shoes in presenting myself as a professional. How do you show visual leadership? 12. Don't preach me a sermon. Show me one. I heard this from a minister when I was young and never forgot it. To live as a leader means to practice what we preach. Be a model of exemplary behavior at all times. 13. My dad used to say to me, don't learn how to use a computer, learn how to build one. He wanted me to be ahead of the curve and always ready for change. Leaders look out across the horizon and not just at what is right in front of them. 14. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. A colleague from school always said this. This is a different version of my father's words on being ahead of the curve and always ready for change. I live by these words. 15. When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. John Wooden. 16. There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Colin Powell. 17. Experience is not always the best teacher. You don't have to put your hand on the stove to know it's hot. Reading, observation, and reflection provide tremendous learning for leaders. 18. People are never as serious as when they are laughing or joking. Michael Bernard Thomas. Great leaders understand the power of their words and don't hide behind comedy. 19. To keep us humble and provide a reality check, my great-grandmother always said, keep on living. Time and maturity teach us to appreciate things we took for granted when younger. 20. Have doubts or think you can't succeed? My great-grandmother always said, nothing beats a failure but a try. I've learned that great leaders gain experience through trial and error.
21. Nothing raises the price of a blessing as its removal. Paul Illingworth. Great leaders recognize the cost of short-sighted thinking and learn to be circumspect when making decisions. 22. Sometimes you have to expect the worst and accept the best. Advice to avoid disappointment. 23. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. How do you make people feel? 24. When an old man dies, a library burns. African proverb. My first history books were my grandparents. Cherish and learn leadership lessons from your elders while you can. 25. Many people saw leadership potential in me that was seeded by my parents. They played a role in cultivating the seed that allowed me to blossom into the leader I am today. What young person can you begin to help cultivate leadership capacity? 26. Leadership begins in youth. Paper routes, doing chores around the home, or getting involved in religious or civic organizations early in life helps build discipline and character, which provide a solid foundation for leadership. Section two, early career leadership. An emerging leader's first jobs significantly influence their view of leadership. The first jobs in teenage years, during the college years, and the first few post-collegiate professional jobs create a lasting impression of what leadership is and how it should be exercised. Many emerging leaders imitate what they experienced in these contexts, assuming this is the way leadership works and what it takes to be successful. This underscores the importance of experienced leaders setting a good example of leadership and modeling excellence. Where good examples are not readily available, emerging leaders should look outside their workplace an immediate sphere of influence to find role models who demonstrate leadership excellence. Emerging leaders do well to find a mentor early in their career to help guide them properly instead of leaving their leadership development to chance. Having a strong mentor will also assist in taking ownership of one's career and work to control the navigation and trajectory on their own rather than wait for someone else, which may never happen or push them in a direction less than optimal for them. Many things in life are impacted by an early start or early diagnosis. Start your career off right. Take inventory of where you are today 
if your career has gotten off to a slow start or one that is less than ideal, change it now. It is never too late to become the emerging leader you are destined to be. 27. There is a difference between your vocation and your avocation. One is your job. The other is your hobby. There is great joy when your avocation can be your vocation. 28. I've been fortunate to always do what I love, work in technology, and help people through the power of communication, coaching, teaching, and facilitation. Find your passion as a leader. 29. I have been a teacher as early as I can remember and a speaker since I was 12. One of my biggest epiphanies was when my manager told me, you train dogs, you teach people. 30. Facilitation is the leadership skill of the future. Become a facilitative leader. 31. The most effective teachers and trainers facilitate to educate. Are you effective? 32. Sitting is the new smoking. Harvard Business Review. Healthy leaders are active. Are you? 33. Look for stretch assignments early in your career. Challenge yourself rather than get comfortable or complacent. You must actively grow your skills or without even realizing it, they will atrophy. 34. One point is a datum. Two points define a line. Three points are a trend. J.R. Phillips. Facts and stats matter. Effective leaders analyze trends when making decisions. 35. Are you watching the trends of your profession? When is the last time you studied the data for your industry? Technology is the great disruptor. Are you keeping up? 36. Learn how to handle conflict early in your career, and it will hold you in good stead. Poor conflict resolution skills can permanently derail leaders. 37. Turn loose, forgive, move on. J.R. Phillips. Simple yet powerful advice for conflict resolution. 38. You can't be the world's best kept secret. Tim Durkin. 39. Be known for being an expert at something and build a reputation for excellence. Share your expertise in forums, internal and external to your company, and through short elevator pitches to increase your visibility. 
40. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Diane Yeber. Do you dress for success? 41. To be qualified, you must be certified. J.R. Phillips. What professional certifications do you hold? 42. Don't let your undergraduate degree be the last time you invest in yourself. Invest in a new credential or learning experience every year. Like financial investments, this pays bigger dividends the earlier you start. 43. Successful leaders learn how to manage their time. Getting Things Done, GTD by David Allen, is one of my favorite methodologies for time management. What time management strategy do you use? 44. All calendar items are not created equal. Bob Dean. Leaders need to be flexible. At times, this means recalibrating priorities and the demands on your time. 45. My grandfather had a third grade education, but he is one of the smartest men I've ever known. Why? Because he had common sense. Academic achievement is not the only measurement of knowledge and intellect. 46. When someone shows you who they are, Believe them the first time. Maya Angelou. 47. Early in our careers, it is easy to think we know everything and others are not as sharp as us. Resist that thinking. Great leaders understand they don't know what they don't know. And therefore, keep an open mind and keep learning. 48. A key piece of advice I wish I received earlier in my career was to find a mentor. Finding a mentor is important for successful development as a leader. Do you have a mentor? 49. What does your circle of associates look like? Great leaders know they need diversity of thought to excel. Diversify your circle of associates early in your career to maximize your leadership capacity and chances of success. 50. Organizations have a board of directors to help guide their decision-making. Do you have a personal board of directors to help guide you in your decision-making? 51. Learn to bloom where you have been planted. Daniel Sidlick. Section three, leadership development of self. Great leaders have a high level of emotional intelligence. As a result, they know themselves well and how to control themselves rather than be slaves to their impulses. Instead of allowing their impulses to go unchecked, 
They redirect them in ways that are healthy and meaningful. Knowing oneself as a leader includes having an awareness of strengths and weaknesses. Developing oneself as a leader involves showing up strengths so they remain strengths rather than atrophy and become weaknesses. Leadership development of self also includes working on these weaknesses and striving to be a well-rounded leader. Emerging leaders do well to invest in themselves early and often. This means looking for educational opportunities to learn and gain new credibility, credentials, and certifications every year. This means looking for annual opportunities to gain transformational life experiences through travel to places across the globe where they can expand their understanding of other cultures and places. Developing oneself as a leader is one of the greatest investments of time, money, and resources an emerging leader can make. Budget the time and money to buy these transformational experiences that, unlike material possessions, can never be taken away and will continue to pay dividends throughout one's life. 52. Leadership development is similar to being on an airplane. Before we can save someone else, we must first save ourselves. What are you doing to develop yourself as a leader? 53. Lead without authority. Influence without power. 54. Lead by example. These simple words our parents taught us don't just apply to our external actions, but also our internal actions. To lead myself externally, actions, I must first lead myself internally, thoughts. How are you leading? 55. Developing ourselves as leaders does not need to be an expensive endeavor. There are many free or low-cost options available, including online college courses, online videos, and articles. What resources are you using to develop as a leader? 56. Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. Harry Truman. How much time do you allocate for reading each day? 57. Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. John F. Kennedy. 58. It is difficult to lead if we are not actively filling ourselves with new knowledge. We live in the information age where access to knowledge has increased exponentially. Are you taking advantage of this as a leader? 59. 
It is more important to be interested than interesting. Jane Fonda. Everyone has a story. Are you more interested in others than yourself? 60. Part of developing oneself as a leader is about giving ourselves to others. Great leaders find a cause to donate their time, energy, and resources to help others. What charitable organizations do you support? 61. Marshall Goldsmith's book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, should be required reading for all emerging leaders. Effective leaders don't rely on the same methods and strategies throughout their career. Constantly retool and retrain. 62. Great leaders know it is best not to judge others. For one, we rarely have all the facts. Also, in time, we might find ourselves guilty of the same thing we are condemning others for. No one likes a hypocrite. Be slow about judging. 63. A setback is a set up for a comeback. Dr. Willie Jolly. Great leaders understand failure is part of growing. And therefore, they are resilient. How resilient are you? 64. Great leaders know the sun will not always shine. They also know the skies will not always be cloudy. Nothing lasts forever. Everything is temporary. Weather the storms of life with a positive attitude. 65. Great leaders don't procrastinate. Great leaders seize the moment, realizing tomorrow is not promised. Things change quickly. 66. Done is better than perfect. Imperfect is better than not at all. Tim Durkin. 67. Invest in brand you. Build your personal brand and knowledge base by seeking new professional development experiences every year. 68. Join the professional association that represents the profession you work in to accelerate your growth and build your network. Dr. Rob Pennington. 69. Great leaders know what kids on playgrounds quickly figure out. You get better, faster, and stronger by playing with kids better, faster, and stronger. Dr. Ronald Heifetz. The same principle applies to leadership development. 70. If a mechanic shakes your clean hand with his dirty hand, your clean hand won't make his dirty hand clean. The dirt rubs off on you. The same is true with our associates. 
Great leaders choose their associates wisely, so good habits rub off on them. 71. You are the sum of your five closest associates. Walter Bond. Do you like how that adds up? 72. To develop yourself as a leader, you must continuously set goals. When is the last time you set a goal? Take a moment. Think about it. Set a goal for something you would like to achieve and write it down now. 73. The best way to submit learning in your own mind is to teach someone else. The next time you learn something meaningful, try audibly sharing it with at least three people and notice how much your rate of retention increases. 74. The biblical words, there is more happiness in giving than there is in receiving, nicely apply to leadership development. When we give of ourselves to develop others, we simultaneously develop ourselves. 75. Builders have a choice in materials when building a structure. What type of structure are you? Are you able to handle the fiery heat and blistering storms of life? Or do you quickly fall apart? Build yourself into a leader who endures over time. Section four, leadership development of others. True leadership is not about a title or a position of authority. True leadership is not about how well we control others, but rather how well we help others grow into their own role as a leader. This involves being interested in others as unique individuals and helping them develop their own unique capacity as a leader. Helping others develop as a leader is one of the greatest legacies a leader can leave in their home place of employment, place of worship, and in the community which they reside. We can help develop leaders through our formal work inside organizations. We can help through our volunteer work in community organizations. We can help through coaching school events in the community and by participating in mentoring programs offered through schools and civic organizations. There are innumerable ways to help others develop as emerging leaders. Emerging leaders recognize the value in helping others. They're not only doing the right thing, they're also helping themselves. 76. One of the best investments a leader can make is to develop other people as leaders. Do you invest in others? 77. Sometimes you have to believe in people until they have enough confidence to believe in themselves. Dr. Willie Jolly. 78. I spent most of my early years as a trainer and a consultant. 
When I began coaching, I had to learn the difference between coaching, training, and consulting. Understanding the difference helps when deciding what to do to develop others. 79. As a coach, I am an expert in the process, not the content. My job is to use the process to extract the content and solutions from the client to help develop them into the best version of themselves and achieve their goals and dreams. 80. Contrary to popular belief, coaches do not need to have performed the job of a client to know how to help them improve performance and be effective. 81. Giving someone our undivided attention is one of the best gifts we can give them in today's hyper-stimulated technological world to help develop others. Live in the moment. Be fully present. 82. One of the best ways to develop people is to trust them and give them a chance. Sometimes people don't develop, not because they don't have the ability, but because they never had someone believe in them enough to give them a chance. 83. Leadership assessments such as EQI and the Leadership Circle Profile help leaders discover their strengths and identify their weaknesses. These instruments are integral to leadership development. 84. Hurt people hurt people. Unknown. Great leaders manage their own emotions rather than lash out at others. 85. Great leaders understand the power of long-term thinking. Avoid short-sightedness. Develop the capacity to think deeply and broadly. This will have a positive effect on decision-making. 86. All managers should be coaches first and managers second. Provide coaching to people on your team and help them maximize their performance and develop as leaders. Invest in professionally certified coaches when possible. 87. Great facilitators tap the collective intelligence of groups by making sure every voice is heard. Leaders likewise understand that listening to people and dignifying them as intelligent and having values inspires confidence and develops others. 88. All change should be to lead an organization to a higher level. Be the change. Lead the change. 89. Great leaders understand emerging leaders want to work with people as talented as they are. Like a sports team, Leaders should constantly assess the performance of their teams and upgrade regularly. 90. What do you think about? 
you bring about Brian Tracy. Leaders feed their minds positive thoughts and have clearly defined goals they think about constantly. 91. We help develop others when we are honest and candid. Leaders have to be prepared to have difficult conversations. 92. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Zig Ziglar. Great leaders don't procrastinate. Do you? 93. Help others develop by helping them set goals. Hold them accountable by encouraging them to write in a daily journal. Challenge them to do things outside their comfort zone. Have them explain the impact. 94. Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be only afraid of standing still. Chinese proverb. Great leaders set goals and understand you must measure progress, not perfection. 95. Learn how to give constructive feedback. Some people prefer a good sandwich. The formula? Positive words plus constructive feedback plus positive words. This makes feedback easier to accept. 96. Most of the jobs of the future do not exist yet. When they come online, they will eliminate the need for many of today's jobs. Help others prepare by developing new capacity now. 97. Great leaders are always looking to replace themselves. Do you have a succession plan in place? What are you doing to develop the next leader in your organization? 98. Help others develop by establishing action plans when they join your organization. Don't leave their development to happenstance. Have a plan. 99. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to your younger self? Share this with others to help them develop. 100. In a world that is increasingly selfish, great leaders can make their mark by being selfless and developing others as leaders. Section five, living as a leader. Living as a leader is not just about having a high level of charisma, being well-regarded, or having executive presence. To be sure, those qualities are admirable in a leader and go a long way toward leadership effectiveness. Living as a leader involves more. Living as a leader is about providing a sterling example of the behavior others should follow in their pursuit of leadership and success and actively helping develop others to be the best version of themselves. This, of course, will be measured and defined differently depending on the individual. Emerging leaders recognize 
that while few things we do are not often fatal, many things we do are not forgotten. Hence, it is important to be circumspect when making decisions. Decisions we make today can impact us for years to come. People have long memories, and the Internet has exacerbated this. Our actions can live on indefinitely in infamy or for good. Living as a leader means understanding that while leadership is situational at times, a true leader is not a taxi cab. A true leader doesn't have an indicator for hire they turn on and off. Rather, a true leader makes leadership part of their very fiber. They are never off, but always on, always leading. Leadership is not something great leaders do. It is what they are. Learn everything you can about leadership and then use it to strive to always live as a leader. 101. Every day, we add to the narrative of the story of our life by the way we live. What are you writing in today's chapter? 102. Corporations have a mission, vision, and values to guide them. Do you have a personal mission statement? What is your vision for your life? What values guide you in your decision-making? 103. A friend once told me, I've never had a problem that an hour of reading and a good night's rest didn't solve. What's your panacea? 104. Work with a sense of urgency. Avoid complacency and mediocrity. Never take it easy. The best athletes train in the summer while their competition is on vacation. Be a great corporate athlete. 105. Leaders must be well-rounded and avoid being myopic. 106. Never underestimate the power of kindness. As the saying goes, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. 107. When you need to innovate, you need collaboration. Marissa Mayer. Do you know how to collaborate? 108. Confidentiality is important. The higher you go in your career, the more you will handle sensitive information. Violations ruin relationships, reputations, careers, and organizations. Ashley Turner. 109. Reputations are made or lost during times of crisis. The role of the leader in times of crisis is to define reality and give hope. Kenneth Chenault. 110. There is no softer pillow than a good conscience. Unknown. How do the decisions you make 
leave you feeling at the end of the day? 111. Every time you speak, you are auditioning for leadership. James Humes. Our effectiveness as a speaker says a lot about us as a leader. 112. Many people are successful today because one person believed they could be successful. Be that person for someone. Speak life into their career. Tell them they can and show them how. Ashley Turner. 113. How do you get what you want? Don't be shy. Sometimes the only reason you don't get something is because you don't ask for it. Ask outrageously. Linda Swindling. 114. Don't stumble over something behind you. Great leaders look ahead and don't waste energy on what could have been. 115. Never be too proud or too busy to help someone in their career. You might be the difference between their struggle and their miracle. Ashley Turner. 116. You are a brand. Catherine Caputa. Are you building your brand? 117. Do you repel? Or do you attract? Why should someone be drawn to you? What is your drawing card? What is your brand? Michael Bernard Thomas. 118. A friend once said, the best inheritance a father can leave his children is a good example. What example are you leaving as a parent and or as a leader. 119. Be the boss you always wish you had. Lance Long. 120. Many good people have failed because they had their wishbone where their backbone should have been. Unknown. Do you wish and hope or do you make things happen? Do you stand for something or do you allow others to bend you to their will? 121. I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it's been. Wayne Gretzky. As a leader, have you learned to anticipate needs and trends? 122. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. John Quincy Adams. 123. As a leader, you operate without a framework at your own peril. Without a framework, you're shooting from the hip and winging it. Dr. Ronald Heifetz. What frameworks do you use as a leader? 124. 
There is a difference between your IQ and your EQ. People with a high intelligence quotient can be successful. Growing evidence suggests the most effective leaders have a high emotional quotient. Are you emotionally intelligent? 125. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave people feeling after experience with you is your trademark. Jay Danzi. 126. Manage your energy, not your time. Harvard Business Review. Getting enough sleep and exercise combined with a good diet gives us more energy to be more efficient with less time. 127. Great leaders realize the biggest measurement of their success as a leader is the number of leaders they produce and the legacy they leave. How are you measuring up? 128. Public speaking is a great way to position yourself as a leader. Look for speaking opportunities and speak as often as you can. 129. Leaders take time for reflective meditation on the deep things of life and where they are in the grand scheme of things. Do you practice meditation and reflection? 130. Living as a leader means having your voice heard. Try blogging, speaking at conferences, or getting interviewed on podcasts to give others access to your thought leadership. 131. Leaders take ownership of their careers and don't wait for their boss, HR, or someone else to do the planning for them. What are you doing to advance your career today? 132. Living as a leader means setting the example in how to handle both good and bad circumstances. Anyone can be nice under ideal circumstances. It's how we handle difficult times and difficult people that shows the type of leader we are. 133. Are you where you want to be as a leader? If not, what are you doing about it? It's never too late to become the leader you want to be. Invest in a professionally certified coach. 134. Every great athlete has a coach. We all need an independent person to look at us objectively and help identify blind spots. Great leaders who want to be great corporate athletes invest in coaching to develop and maintain a competitive edge. 135. To achieve big things in business, you need a great mentor and a good coach. You also need a sponsor. Sponsors open doors and allow you to make sustained transformational changes in a business. Do you have a sponsor? 136. Invest in your network. What have you done to help someone in your network lately? When is the last time you communicated with one of your connections on LinkedIn? Don't let your connections get stale. 
Networking is the lifeblood of business. 137. How you do your job defines you. Are you happy with what your work says about you? 138. Living as a leader means understanding your digital footprint matters. What does your online presence say about you? What do others say about you online? Sylvie DiGiusto. 139. It's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. Tim Durkin. 140. Being an emerging leader does not mean you are not already a leader. You are a leader. You have potential for even greater leadership capacity. Keep developing. Keep growing. Keep emerging. Conclusion. The world is starving for good leadership. As an emerging leader, it is my sincere hope you will consider the ideas in this short, actionable leadership journal to develop your leadership capacity and answer the call to provide the leadership our world needs. As I learned from Dr. Ronald Heifetz, leadership is an art and it is about action. It is not a science that is prescriptive. One must learn the different nuances of leadership as it applies in various circumstances. There are numerous theories to select as an operating guide. I encourage you to explore the different leadership theories available. Select one or two and make them your own. Whatever leadership theory you choose to live by, it is important to realize it is an art form that must be practiced to gain competency. Once competent, more practice is needed to maintain that competency. In the same manner physicians refer to their work as a practice, so should leadership practitioners. We will never master leadership fully, but we can certainly continue to learn, apply, and develop as much as we possibly can. True leadership is not like a garment we put on and take off. Leadership must be exercised in every aspect of our lives and in all our actions. May others benefit as you continue your emergence and development as a leader. I wish you success on your journey. Eddie Turner, Jr. Appendix A. What is an emerging leader? When I decided to write this book for emerging leaders, I interviewed people to learn how others understand the phrase emerging leader. I asked a random sample of individuals the simple question, what is an emerging leader? It was quite illuminating to hear the various interpretations. The most popular response was that an emerging leader is a high-performing employee in a corporation who shows great promise as a leader. Perhaps the next most popular response was that an emerging leader is a young person who shows leadership potential. Those definitions are certainly accurate, 
However, there were other definitions I heard and others I have experienced in my corporate career. Individuals who are fresh out of college, those early in their career, and even students are emerging leaders. Also, there is increasingly a new class of employee who transitions into a completely different career than the one they started in. They may not fit the traditional definition, but they too are an emerging leader. Finally, we might say that anyone embarking on a leadership opportunity is an emerging leader. Because there are several interpretations of what defines an emerging leader, I believe it is important to expand our traditional lens. Let's examine each word independently. Emerge. Merriam-Webster provides a simple definition of emerge. It means to become known or to come into view. That definition is quite fitting in our examination of what it means to be an emerging leader. If we look at it as becoming known as a leader, that means it is far more applicable than the traditional definition. With this expanded lens, the opportunity is open for many more people to come into view as a leader in the eyes of others. Leader. What does it mean to be a leader? Many definitions exist. Having followers makes a person a leader. The act of leading. Having a title or position of superiority. These are basic concepts of leadership. Leadership, however, is far more complex than these rudimentary definitions. What good leadership is, what moral leadership is, what transformational leadership is, and much more needs to be considered when defining leadership at its highest level. In Adaptive Leadership, the work of Dr. Ronald Heifetz, he explores the roles the words authority and influence play in relation to leadership. Truly emerging leaders recognize the power of influence without authority, position, or title in their quest to become known and seen as a leader to others. How to Help Emerging Leaders Coaching is a powerful way to support emerging leaders. Coaching helps emerging leaders develop their leadership potential more fully and faster. As an executive coach, I have worked with emerging leaders identified as high potentials in their organization to help them accelerate their performance. I enjoy working with these individuals who already have leadership titles, but are emerging in a new way. Over the past year, I have had the tremendous privilege of working as an independent professional leadership coach with a different type of emerging leader. Students at Rice University's Door Institute for New Leaders. Rice has embarked upon what founding managing director General Tom Colditz calls the most comprehensive leader development initiative at any top 20 university. Working with these young people, starting as early as 18, 
in some cases, and spanning into the late 20s when working with doctoral graduate students, has affirmed my belief in what an emerging leader is and why the lens must be broader than traditionally held. Working with the Rice students and seeing the measurement and results show the value of what can happen when you use the power of coaching to bend the arc early and developing emerging leaders. The leadership skills they have acquired are transforming their lives and the lives of those who will be led by them. In addition to coaching, I believe using a proper assessment tool to help emerging leaders understand themselves is important. In working with leaders, I help them understand the difference between their IQ, intelligence quotient, and their EQ, emotional intelligence. Historically, people were taught it was important to have a high IQ to be a good leader and achieve success. A growing body of research suggests that having a high EQ is a better indicator of good leadership and future success. I am a certified emotional intelligence practitioner. When working with emerging leaders, I use the EQI 2.0 and EQ 360 as my assessment tool of choice to help identify and develop emotional intelligence. Conclusion. Everyone, not just a select few, has the potential to become known as a leader. Emerging leaders recognize the power of influence without authority, position, or title in their quest to become known as a leader to others. To help emerging leaders continue their emergence, we must help them continue to develop. One of the best ways to do that is to provide coaching with the use of a proper leadership assessment tool. The world needs great leaders. Let's do our part to continue to identify, help, and develop new emerging leaders. Appendix B. What coaching is and why it matters for emerging leaders. I recently had lunch with a colleague I worked with 10 years ago at a major Fortune 50 corporation. After exchanging pleasantries, my colleague quickly got to the point of the lunch meeting. I thought we were simply having a lunch to catch up after not having seen each other for many years. We did catch up, but my colleague revealed that along with the new job that brought him and his wife to Houston were new challenges that revealed gaps in his ability to be an effective leader. His wife suggested he get the help of an executive coach, so he reached out to me. With that explanation, I posed a question to my colleague. I asked him to tell me how he defined coaching and to share his experience with it. My colleague reluctantly admitted that he didn't really know what coaching was in the sense of executive coaching versus sports coaching. I explained what it was and what it was not to my colleague. I concluded by giving examples of why it matters and the benefits of proper coaching. What coaching is not. Before I explain what coaching is, 
I would like to explain what coaching is not. The word coach, for many people, conjures up images of sports. From their youth, many people have played sports or attended sporting events at school. Many remember all too well the image of a shouting coach trying to motivate players or persuade an official to make calls favorable to their team. For others, coach has a different connotation. Some think of a minister, a therapist, or a senior business leader. There are others who may think of a consultant as they conflate coaching with consulting. As an example, for many years, I ran an independent computer consulting practice where I was paid for my expertise and providing the right answers and solutions for my clients. Coaching, however, is very different. As a certified coach, I am not paid to provide answers or solutions for my clients. This is different from sports coaching or consulting, where the coach or consultant has more experience and expertise, and they are paid to transfer this to the client. In fact, when taking the practical portion of the coaching certification exam, a coach who gives answers to a client fails the exam. As a certified coach, my job is to teach clients how to fish rather than give them a fish, as the old saying goes. During the certification process, our trainer would often tell us, the coach owns the process, the client owns the content. Put another way, coaching is a process expertise, not a content expertise. This was said by master certified coach and best-selling author, Laura Berman Fortgang, in a workshop I attended. So what is coaching? In his New York Times best-selling book, You Already Know How to Be Great, Alan Fine defines coaching simply as helping others improve their performance. The International Coach Federation, the most recognized certification body in the coaching industry, defines it as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. Early in my corporate career, during my time providing IT support for the financial services arm of General Electric, years before I envisioned myself as a professional coach, I remember the first time I heard the term coaching used in a professional setting. In those days, a coach was only hired as a last resort for someone who was not performing well. It was a secret whispered in the halls of the office. Hence, receiving coaching was considered an act of shame. Years ago, when I first began working as an IT professional, we used to joke that anyone could call themselves an IT professional. All you had to do was show up and say, I know how to fix computers, and you were hired. Then the industry realized experience was not enough. There was a need for formal measurement of qualifications through certification. Now, most IT professionals hold some sort of certification to validate their competency. 
The same was true for many years in the coaching profession. Anyone who worked in human resources or as a business leader could call themselves a coach. As I experienced in the IT world, that led to various degrees of quality. Today, things are very different. Organizations such as the International Coach Federation, the International Coaching Community, and the European Mentoring and Coaching Council have raised the bar of the coaching profession by creating global ethics, standards, and certification assessments. As a result, the global awareness of the power of coaching has increased. Effective coaching is recognized as an art and a science. It's now considered a badge of honor. People are proud to say they have a coach. That means their company values them and wants to invest in their development because they view them as part of the company's strategic plans and ultimate success. Why Coaching Matters for Emerging Leaders Top professional athletes recognize the need for a coach to stay on top of their game and maintain their edge throughout various stages of their career. Corporate athletes also need coaches. Consequently, many senior business leaders, including those in the C-suite, now use a professional coach to help them with their competitive edge. Consequently, many senior business leaders, including those in the C-suite, now use a professional coach to help them maintain their competitive edge. A growing body of research shows there is value in not waiting until later in one's career to invest in coaching. Emerging leaders can accelerate their growth and performance by investing early. Engaging a professional coach facilitates continued investment in oneself and provides an opportunity to have learning brought to a leader in the comfort of their location. Having a coach also provides the leader a sounding board, a confidant, and an advisor to deal with the demands of their career. Certified professional coaches specialize in life, career, business, leadership, and executive coaching. Professional coaching is different than giving instruction, advice, or sharing expert insights. It's a very rewarding process that transforms individuals and organizations by helping them unlock their own rich potential to create new options and value, leading to improved performance and satisfaction. This powerful tool is important for emerging leaders to know about and use. About the author. Eddie Turner Jr., the Leadership Accelerator, has been described as the consummate friendly professional and has worked for several of the world's most admired companies, such as Accenture, Apple, Dell, Deloitte, ExxonMobil, and GE. He is passionate about working with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact through the power of coaching, facilitation, and speaking. Eddie is a professional speaker and a national media commentator who holds international certifications as a trainer, facilitator, and coach. He is an alumnus of Northwestern University, 
where he studied leadership and organization behavior and of the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University, where he completed the Art and Practice of Leadership Development Executive Education Program. Eddie is now an adaptive leadership practitioner and a member of the Harvard-educated Adaptive Leadership Network. This has been 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders, written and narrated by Eddie Turner Jr. This book is published into an AHA book on the AHA That platform and distributed worldwide in ebook, paperback, and hardcover versions by Think AHA. You can read and share the AHA messages in this book on social media by going to aha.pub slash emerging leaders. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this audiobook from AHA That, where current, future, and past thought leaders share their genius. If you are an expert, thought leader, or company that wants to share your genius, we can help you create and share your AHA moments. Learn more at ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.